here last week, then surprise, we redecorated. Uh, if you were and surprised, it looks a lot the same. We'll have the sound all going back to normal probably starting next week. But today, to continue our several years, this year, before, I think it's three or four years now, yeah, of uh, Miss Amy B speaking on Mother's Day. Kind of roll right along with that. I'm excited. Always great to hear her talk. Uh, so, if you all love Miss Amy B. Samuel 22, 31 says, As for God, his way is perfect. 
The word of the Lord is perfect. The word of the Lord is perfect. Isaiah 25, 1 says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things. Psalms 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Deuteronomy 32, 4. He is the wrong. His work is perfect. All of his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong. Right and just is he. His way is perfect. His faithfulness is perfect. His law is perfect. His works are perfect. He does no wrong, everything is under his control, and he chose us. We are part of his plan. When the way is rough, he revives our soul. He is the rock that we daily, hourly, get acquainted. As a mother, it's a struggle sometimes to watch our kids grow up. However, there's one certain redhead that lives in our house that it is a daily pleasure to get to see him get closer with the Lord. And he is in here today. <laughs> to, as a Mother's Day treat for myself and as part of my lesson, he is going to sing for us for just a little bit.
and me letting people have control is hard, as is asking for help. Yet no matter how many times I have tripped up, no matter how many times I make a mess of things, Jesus is always there waiting on me to call out and ask for help. And an amazing thing about our God is that that cry for help never has to be loud or even audible. He hears our hearts. I have said more than once in the past few weeks that I don't function well when my life isn't upheaval. It must be the planner for me. One night, a couple of weeks ago, we had put our kids to bed, and it was about 30 minutes after that, and I hear loud sobs coming from my daughter's room. It's after 10. I'm not in the mood. <coughs> so I walk in, and I'm like, gee, what's wrong? And she sits up, and she looks at me, and she goes, it's been the worst day ever. And in my mind, I'm thinking, really? So I ask her, like, what's wrong? What happened? Why is today the worst day ever? And she looks at me and says, I've got friends whose parents are getting a divorce. One of my friends' mamas just died two days ago. My best friend since I was four is moving to Alabama. Uncle Mike is still sick and getting worse with this disease. Daddy had to get tested for this disease. And you might have to have surgery soon. And then she flops down back on her head. And I'm thinking, you know what? She deserves this. That sounds like a pretty bad day to me. And as a mother, I wanted to swoop in and make everything better and tell her not to worry. But I know that there are times when not worrying is easier said than done. Being a Christian does not free our lives from trouble, heartache, or worry. What we do have is Jesus. We have him to listen to us. We have his word to guide us. And we have the freedom to turn to him in all situations. I will admit that I may not always turn to him as quickly as I should, but I always end up at his feet, either asking for help or asking for forgiveness for once again trying to do it on my own. I am learning more and more that there are times when even the most well-laid-out well plans don't work, no matter how many color-coded sticky notes you have. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. <coughs> I am extremely good at leaning on my own understanding. My problem is, when I lean, I have a tendency to fall. He will make straight my path. He doesn't say He will take under to consideration what path I think I should take. He will, however, guide me and help me along the way. No matter how many times we may stumble, He will continue to make straight our path. God in His merciful, marvelous, unfailing ways looks at us and loves us anyway. I had a conversation with my sister not too long ago about complaining to God. That our kids do it to us and we do it to the Father coming to him, whining and complaining about something that isn't fair or that we don't understand or that life would be so much better if he would just do this. As a parent, I'm so tired of hearing that complaint. 
And I often tell them, oh, my child, if you only knew, I wonder how many times the Father has looked upon me and my grumbling and said the same. Psalms 55, 17 says, evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. He listens to us and walks over <coughs> us every time we come to him. I take great comfort in knowing that he hears my complaints and my moans. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him and love us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing in creation can separate us from God's love. Nothing. We don't have to be perfect. When I was growing up, my parents would be post-parents for the junior mismatch. <coughs> Girls from around the state would come and stay at our house during the final week of the pageant. In the years that we had these girls staying with us, I only remember one talent. <coughs> she came out on stage in a beautiful ball gown, makeup and hair perfectly done. And she said something like, well, I could sing a beautiful song, but I can't really sing. I do a nice dance, but I don't really dance. I don't have a lot of rhythm. I could play the piano, but it's not even on stage. And she said, my talent is, she left the stage and came up seconds later. Basketball uniform on, hair and ponytail, dribbling a basketball, and took a couple of shots at a goal that appeared on the stage. She used the talent that she had. She didn't try to be something that was not true to her. And God asks this of us. He wants us to be true to what he has given us to glorify him. He doesn't need us to try and impress him. He loves us no matter what. As Christians, sometimes I think we don't like to talk about the messiness that we can sometimes find ourselves in. We fall we get dirty. God is still there. We doubt, we get angry, we question. And I have done all of these things. And God is still there. We are supposed to find our fullness and completeness in God. And if we have moments, days, years of feeling inadequate, weak, or unloved, we feel like a failure. When really, God is there, loving us through all of these moments. And these are the times that he is whispering, Oh, my child, if you only knew. I struggle with the idea of perfection. Talent, looks, ability, I feel like I am lacking in so many areas. I have been told several times that I have a strength that seems amazing. And when I may smile and say thank you, in my head I think you have no idea. No idea how many times I have cried out in anger, anguish, sadness, to God asking why. Why, as a teenager, did I have to deal with these bumps that grew on my skin due to a disease that I was born with? Why, after four months of marriage, did Matt and I have to deal with the news that we needed to abort our child because she was going to be born of Down syndrome? 
have to be born with a disease that made me different and led to the cancer diagnosis four years ago. Why did we have to face Matt getting tested for a disease that his dad died of and that his brother is currently battling? None of this was in my plan. Earlier this week, we get here, and Matt does not have that disease.
I have been angry with God. I imagine myself as a small child throwing a fit. And yet, at those real and honest times, that is when he is nearest. Psalms 139, 1 through 12. Search me, Lord, and you know me. And you know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hear me in behind and before, and you lay your hands upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where I go from your spirit, where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light becomes night around me, even when the darkness will not be dark to me, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. I've been mad at God for his timing, not understanding his plan and his purpose for my life, for the things that happened in it. John 8, 7, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any of you who was without sin cast the first stone. This verse reminds me to be careful. You can be so quick to judge, pass the blame, and point out other sin. Oh, I struggle with raising my kids to fully love and accept others. While we may never know the true struggle that others are facing, we are to love them with the love of Christ. While we are not blatantly called out to point others' sins, we are called to point others to Jesus. <clears throat> Ephesians 3, 14-19 For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you, with his power through the spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all of the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and depth is the love of Christ, and to know that his love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure all fullness of God. I struggle with patience with my kids, but God continues to teach me more about patience. I struggle with balance between housework, kids, husband, and finding time for myself. <coughs> I do get angry with God. He knows our hearts and thoughts, so there's no point in hiding it from Him or pretending that everything is okay in wearing a mask. It's better to vent and let it out. After all, He is there to listen. Job was often very open and honest about his feelings and frustrations when he talked to God. 1 Corinthians 16, 13-14 Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. And I love how this verse reads in the middle. <coughs> Keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute. In love without stopping. I struggle with patience, being perfect. The feeling that I must do it all. Asking for help seems like a weakness. However, great things can happen when we hold time. Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, 
oh mortal, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. I struggle with being the light of Christ in my home, focusing on what really matters. I don't remember a time of being angry with God, but I believe he would prefer that over complete disinterest or walking away from us. God longs to be in a relationship with us, and his love for us will prove out over any anger. A huge thank you to the ladies that responded to my questions. I gained a little insight and a lot of wisdom over the past few weeks. I was humbled by your honest and heartfelt responses. And I am grateful for your help, your love, and your friendship. Life can be a struggle, and I'm so glad that I get to count on you. When we are dealing with our struggles, frustrations, and times of weakness, we always have God. We can lay everything we struggle with at the foot of the cross. Psalms 55:22 says, Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he will sustain you. You will never permit the righteous to be moved. Life isn't perfect. Coming <coughs> to Christ won't make life perfect. Rather, Job reminds us in Job 5-7 that man is born to trouble as surely as sparks fly upward. And in Job 14-1 says that life is short and full of trouble. Just because we come to Jesus for salvation from our sins does not guarantee a life free of problems. In fact, Jesus said in John 16-33 that I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Although he says we will have trouble in this world, he also promises that he will help us. John 14:27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Max Cato said, God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to be like Jesus. And while being like Jesus may seem like a tall order, he is there with us the whole time, dusting us off when we get dirty and helping us up when we fall. He died for us, the dirty, fallen <coughs> children that we are. And as unbelievable as that sounds, he is always there. Psalms 117.2 says, For great is his love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. God will give us everything we need to stay strong. He doesn't leave things unfinished or do things halfway. He is our strength. God is great in his love towards us. No matter the trial, regardless of our complaints or our groans, his love remains great. We all struggle. We all have moments of weakness. And we can all cling to Jesus. We all have doubts, moments of questioning and anger. It doesn't mean that we are failures. It means that we are human. It's at our moments of weakness that I believe that we are closer to God. He has brought us to that point. The point of calling out his name. When we call, he is there. When we call out in praise or in anguish, he enters our call either way. He places us in his arms either way. I want to thank the ladies that responded to my questions. It's reassuring to know that we have the same struggles and feelings. 
We are who we are. God made us that way. With our thoughts, our emotions, our faults, and our bumps. You will continue to come when we call. You will continue to love our unperfect selves. While I may always struggle with the need to be perfect, I can find <coughs> that his love is perfect. His way is perfect. And that he chose me. I usually struggle with a lesson when Jim asks me to teach. Struggle with to say what verses to use. But this time, <coughs> I turned my struggle into the lesson. I couldn't find a way to end. I thought, and the more and more I thought about it, this doesn't end. Perfection cannot be obtained on this earth. There is no five or ten quick process on how to have an absolute perfect life. It takes work. It's a daily, <coughs> hourly fight. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God will use our weakness for his glory over and over again. For it is in him that our struggles <coughs> are, and that we can find rest Thank you, Ms. Amy. <coughs> um, so a couple of things. You'll notice that there's nothing in the middle of your tables today. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah, freaking in the apps a little bit. Guess what? That was me. Um, I got to participate in building a home in Atlanta. And yesterday we gave the keys to the self-esteem. And I spent the rest of the day sleeping. Uh, so I was going to make it in the middle of the day. So uh, thank you, Amy, for stepping up and serving today in that way. But I do want to do prayer requests today. So if each table could have somebody that could capture those requests, could be on the back of one of the inserts in the bulletin, could be on whatever you like. Um, that would be cool. Get those back to my table before you leave. That would be fantastic. Uh, spend a couple minutes in prayer. Lean in, engage. Next week, we start a verse by verse through Colossians. So we'll probably take us somewhere around four and a half or five months uh, to go all the way through. So we're going to take our time. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and your homework, you got that homework, right? Amen. Homework is to read through Colossians. I'll put this on the Facebook page. So. Uh, your homework is to read through Colossians and to post in the actual Facebook group itself any questions you have, any comments you have, any feedback that you have uh, about any of that space in Colossians. So we may, we may take some detours as we go through to answer some questions. Like so thanks for coming tonight. Lean in and engage. Let's do our prayer requests. Thanks, guys.